and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick and Grace. Welcome to episode 252 of Palindrome episode. Two. Two. <laughs> 252. 252. Oh, there's no place like Tara, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. I am Grace, and we did not plan that. We actually that. did not. <laughs> it just worked out really well. <laughs> My favorite is how recently we had a meeting with oh, an official work meeting with a yes. third person who had not seen the two of us uh-huh. just going yep and thought we were fighting and it's... thought we were fighting but also like singing in the middle like we would do yeah, the sing he, song i think he was just poor the poor person was very confused he was very confused so we had to stop down and explain like hey <laughs> we're fine if you want to jump in yeah please jump in we're not gonna bite each other yeah um by the way <laughs> today <laughs> we're watching as she was yes Season 10. Uh-huh. Episode 11. Yep. The Quest. Yes. Part 2. Duh. A.K.A. Uh-huh. Here Be Dragons. I didn't have much more than that. My A.K.A. We have to come with a better one as we yeah. go, because my A.K.A. was, don't put your head in that, you don't know where it's been. Yeah. <laughs> you put Merlin where? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Come on. So... Because this is who we are now, we no longer edit these things out. There are popos who make Wait, it we edit these out at some, some point? Sometimes. <laughs> every now and then. Yeah, believe it or not, the, the listeners might think the dogs are getting worse. They're not. They've always been this bad. I think I've just edited less. Because I would leave some of their barks in yeah. and then take some sections out. Yeah. When it fit the... Like when our, our, our conversation didn't sound stuff. Yeah. Stunted because of it, um, so that they didn't seem like they were that awful. Same with Kaylee when yeah. we were recording at your house. But at some point, I just started giving. We that. just continue talking over them now, so you really yeah. can't edit it yeah, either. There's nothing. Yeah, there's no way around it. Okay. <laughs> so, this week in pop culture. Yes. Did you do anything? I wanted my vision. Uh yeah, I wanted my vision too. <sighs> yeah, giant head explosion. Um. And needless, to say, needless to say, we are firm members of the Catherine Hahn fan club. Y- yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I would like a card. This is going to sound really strange. Um, or, or it's going to sound like it does, like one has nothing to do with the other. But I will explain. This reinforced my love for Zatanna in the DC comics. Okay. I see it. And, and it's because um, there's nothing more satisfying than finding a vein of like a weird character or uh-huh. like and weird in the sense of like they're not your superman they're slightly more esoteric yeah yeah they're not your marvel x-men they're not your your primary person they're not even the a squad or the b squad they're yeah. like the d squad they're the emo kids under the bleachers yeah 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 100%. and and there's something about finding a vein of a character like that and just digging into it mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's what what WandaVision's doing with the Scarlet Witch and with um, spoiler redacted. Yeah, yeah, and with spoiler redacted, um, 
but I love this idea and it and it touches on like the creepy things that I like anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which if you like Zatanna and know Zatanna and and her buddy Constantine you'll understand I do it's love the same Constantine. idea there yeah and um and so it just kind of reinforced my love for the thing that I I was like if weird sense of validation like mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I'm just a weirdo who likes the weird thing on a complete quasi separate tangent yeah can i say that i'd really 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 love some weird alternate universe where constantine and Cass from supernatural have <gasps> to hook up and do some like oh. buddy buddy cop situation i want Cass to have cast Cass stays in my mind a lot i love uh, yeah i, I love, love that idea but yeah Cass and constantine yes well especially because they come from very different the chaos versus lawful. And yes. <laughs> and yet somehow have the same wardrobe. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what um, I mean. I love it. There's a, they also hold a special place in my heart, especially Cass in particular, because I see my Ellie, my one of my first D&D mm, characters. I see that. Her journey is something very similar to Cass. I see that. Um, but yeah, WandaVision, kicking ass. There was something else I was watching this week that made me really happy, and I can't remember what it was now. I don't know if you shared it with me. I don't know either. I finished my Mad Men. Nice. Uh, rewatch. Okay. Um, I have finished the season of the second season of Dickinson. Oh. Um, again, quite a fun show. Now that I'm like, once you got into the end of the first season, into the second season, yeah. quite a fun show. Right um, and I'm most excited that season two of For All Mankind has started. <gasps> Ooh, that's a good idea. And I really love a lot of the characters in that. Plus, in this last episode, there was a sweater that I basically went, please get me the patterns that me. sweater. I need to knit it immediately. It. Um, yeah, we... Um, oh, uh, we. I say we because husband Jesse and I... We'll be watching the first episode of Superman and Lois this weekend. I still have to also see that. I've heard good things. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes down. Um, and then I think I've just been watching a lot of Vox Machina still. And let's be... the tr- Okay, the truth is... Yeah. The reason I haven't been watching more TV is because I've been playing Uncharted 4 again. <laughs> Again, I have a problem. I know this game now. It's fine. It's fine. It's comfort food. Yeah, but you know what it is? Is I haven't platinumed it. I haven't even gotten close. Here's the thing. How many times have you seen Gilmore Girls? A lot. Isn't it kind of like the same thing? It's exactly the same thing. It's like, I know what's happening. You're just rewatching I a, know a gonna... comfortable TV show. Yeah, I'm playing. And the thing is, I, I play it far enough away where it takes me a minute to remember the puzzles. <laughs> and I do play it on a harder difficulty each time, so the shooting parts get harder. Yeah. So it's the same game, but it's not the same game. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it's the same game. Um, I think eventually I will play Control. I've watched Husband Jesse play that through a couple times. Isn't that the one that Brother Matt was recommending too? Yeah, he was like, you should play this. And I was like, yes. Yes, I know this game. <laughs> <laughs> this game has been yelled at me to play by a lot of people now. Also, we have to announce oh. that last Sunday, <gasps> we successfully finished bow, our bow, campaign bow. of Descent into Avernus. We descended, and then we ascended, Uh huh. and then we rescended. I will say, without giving any spoilers, because there's a number, there's not a single ending, there's a number yeah. of possible endings... Um, we had 
a very, and it fits, I think, very well at the party. Um, so thankfully you went down this route because I pretty much had nothing else prepared except for this route. <laughs> it was a very heroic, yeah. Um, I would say Marvel movie ending. Yeah. Oh, we did watch uh, the end of um, um, Endgame last yeah, night. Yeah, it was a. It's a very much like the end of Endgame, epic. Yeah. Marvel finale. Yeah. It included the slow mo heroic march, like yep. after you kicked open doors. The assemble. The final. There was a final assemble, and including, like, yeah. It, it, it even included, it was kind of like in um, the, uh, the, the airport scene in Civil War. Oh, it even yeah. included, like, the one person heroically rising up through yep. the air to yep. heroic three point land in the middle of a situation. Yeah. It was pretty dang cool. Uh, Rosie did get to um, perform, yes. if you will, at the end, give yep. a surprise performance to all of our friends. It was so pretty. Which was fun. Um, and then this week we move on to the new world of Exandria. We start a new campaign this week. <laughs> I have, and I don't get to DM this one. Yeah. I have successfully uh, DM'd an entire campaign. You Achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked. Um, I'll tell you, there's people who are forever destined to start a campaign and, and not, finish not finish it. it. <laughs> so that's quite a feat in itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's where we are. Um, I've also decided after watching this episode of Stargate, which we will get to eventually, yeah. that I'm going to start rereading my uh, Once and Future Kings and my... Can I tell you, you need to absolutely, positively, if you are going to get back into Arthurian legend... Yeah. Please read um, the Mists of Avalon. I'm gonna do it. So I start have, with that one. I have well, so I've got the Once of Future King. I've got my Steinbeck version of it, mm -hmm. and then I think I don't think I have Mists of Avalon. I will loan it to you. Okay, you I will need, get it. You absolutely need to read Mists of Avalon okay. and that version of the Arthurian legend. So I think I kind of want to go through all of them this summer. Yeah, like that's gonna be my summer because Mists of Avalon is so good. Yeah is so good and such a uh, a wonderful view of it through almost exclusively like the female lens i'm for it yeah speaking of king arthur speaking of king arthur april 13th 2007 which Woo! yes the previous episode was in september wow and that? this is april oof mid-season thank you for not making me wait that long Written by Joe and Paul, directed by Andy Makita, the same crew, if I remember correctly, from last one. Sure, sure. And the great thing is that we have seen Matthew Walker. Oh. Walker. I think I mistyped it. Mm -hmm. um, this was the same actor who played Moros, a.k.a. Merlin, when we went back in time. Oh. When they evacuated Atlantis, plus the same as, if you remember, when Daniel and Vala went to Atlantis and yes. they're looking through the holograms. Yes. They stopped on him. Same person again. Nice. Longer beard. Nice continuity there, gang. 100%. Previously on SG-1, yes. they went on a quest to find a ring, I mean a Sangral, mm -hmm. and met not a wizard. Not they a wizard. They found Ball out in the woods, and then we went to the Lonely Mountain to find a cave to answer a bunch <laughs> of riddles. A Lonely Mountain. A Lonesome. Maybe it was like copyright protected, so yeah. they were like, a Lonesome Mountain. A Lonesome mountain. mountain. They answered some riddles in the dark. And finally came to the end of the mythic quest, and there was a dragon. Yes! Oh, and the old man was not an old man, it was Adria. All along. So everyone ducks and hides from the fireball. Yep. Except Adria, who's just like, fuck you, I have a protective shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you're welcome, everyone else. Uh-huh. Who takes no damage. Yeah, well, protective shield. Anti-magic shield. Anti-magic. Well, yeah. So the dragon turns around, tail whips, knocks open the door so they can get back into the caverns. Everyone runs. Roll initiative. And they're like, nope, (laughs) Nope. disengage, disengage. (laughs) Everyone disengage. The the dragon can't fit into the tiny corridors, but a fireball can. Uh Uh-huh. So keep running. Outside, as they debate whether going back in to try to get the Sangral, or don't go in there because there's a fucking dragon. Yeah, how about dragons? They look above the volcano, and out of the volcano comes the dragon like fucking, is it Rodan coming out of the volcano? Yeah. In a kaiju film? (laughs) Like a drakey boy. By the way, Drake, also a name for a dragon. Uh Uh-huh. Drake the magic dragon. (laughs) He just, uh... I was gonna call him Draco. He just got inspired by whatever you were chatting. I think he just likes dragons. Anyway. I'm pretty sure he got a, uh, uh, got a, uh, another friend. Yeah. That he's... he's snacking on? I was going to say it more mildly, but yes, he's... No. I'll share with the tea. I'll share with the Oh, tea. yeah, no, definitely does. So, we <laughs> learned that our dog is getting swole. Because <laughs> he's not fat. He's, he's just... Not. Built. He's very muscular. He's like he's working out in the prison yard. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he just bring that over here. He's just getting more and more swole. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. And we were like, "What's going on?" He eats the same as Stormy. He like the, nobody gets extra snacks. In fact, he gets less treats because he doesn't do things as told the way Stormy does. Well, he gets other treats. Well, we're learning that he just eats fucking lizards all day long. <laughs> I mean, I'd be happier if he ate maybe mosquitoes or <laughs> the the lizards. Keep the other bugs away, dude. I know. We anyway. Okay. So okay. So he's eating a lizard. Roll for initiative. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Credits. Oh. So everyone has who has weapons lines yeah. up to take fire, which we're, basically does nothing except piss the fucking dragon. Yeah. Off. So now we're running and gunning. Running and gunning. So Ball wants to use the tree cover to head back. Through the forest to the town. Yeah. Daniel's fairly sure, you know, like, the dragon is the final challenge. Yeah. And we have to defeat it. This is the final boss. Ball. I love Ball. This is the type of noble noble sentiment that's going to get us all killed. Yeah. He's but all about self-preservation. Also, it's pointed out, wasn't it you, Ball, who said you had the secret name yeah, for the dragon? Remember how you said you were useful and we shouldn't kill you because you were useful? Yeah, Ball's like, why the fuck it. did you trust me? Shocker yeah. was lying to you. I am, I am a piece of shit. <laughs> um, Daniel figures it may not completely be false. There's mm-hmm. a lot of power in names and magic. Yep. Um, so they just start guessing names. Daryl. Puff. I like Daryl. Smokey. They didn't try Drake. They didn't try Draco. Um, all, you know... All Tim. The, Tim. Tim the dragon. Tim the dragon. All the while, Daniel's like, can you people shut up while I actually try to think of a right, name? Yeah, please stop yelling stupid shit. And that's... So while that's going on, Cam's thinking. He's like, look, bullets <laughs> bounced off the dragon. Yeah. Which means it's not a hologram, which is good news-ish, maybe. So they decide... This is the plan that they decide on. Mm-hmm. Bring him down closer to the ground. And then try to blow him up with C4. I, I love that both Cam and Daniel decide to think really hard on what they should do. <laughs> 
and how different their approaches to innovation are where Cam's like, okay, firepower no work. How about stronger firepower? Here's my thing. It is proof to me that Cam has never played Dungeons and Dragons because if a dragon breathes fire, most likely he's also immune to fire. He's at least resistant if not immune, depending on its age, to fire. Yeah, bruh. However, Daniel has played. Yeah, well, let's just, I'm going to throw the C4 underneath it and then run. And yeah. I'm like, Cam. I do like how he's like, dragons are most vulnerable under their bellies. Uh-huh. I know that because I had don't know some things about dragons. Yeah. I do, however, love Teal not saying anything, just holding Cam's arm, not letting like, him move. No, as no. Cam, like, tries to move forward and Teal's like, I'm the hero here. Bro, please. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone's throwing shit at a dragon, it's going to be me. And the visuals of Cam just running through the clearing, arms in the air, firing a P90 with C4 in the other hands. Yeah. Is worth the weight of this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, according to Joe Malozzi, uh-huh. there may have been a chance that Chris Judge was slightly hungover for that part. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the words are even less. <laughs> I love it. So Teal throws the C4 yeah. after the dragon lands in front of him and actually straightens to the gullet. Yep. That see that is why I thought that is a Drakey move. It is because if you threw a thing at my dog, it's going to eat instinct it. Is eat it. Is eat it. So Sam presses the button. Boom goes the dragon. However, it does nothing but piss the dragon off again, more. like my dog. <laughs> who this is the uh, this is the Drake episode. Uh, who we've now um, our new game is to his nicknames are things he's eaten. Mm-hmm. So his nicknames are Grape Jelly. Yeah. Cheeky Cutlet. <laughs> what was the other one? There was a more recent one. Mind you, all things he shouldn't eat. No. 100%. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for his name to become Raisin. Yeah. <laughs> and all of these, he's fine. Yeah. Like, to the point where the vet's like, he's fine. Listen, I. like, no, these things kill dogs. He's like, not your dog. Your dog's fine. I've seen a dog. I've seen a dog that within two weeks of each other ate not only. A solid, at least half pound of dark chocolate. Jesus. But also a chemical hand warming pack. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> and, like, the dog was fine. Yeah, a little chicky cutlet over here is iron cast tummy. <laughs> Takes after his mommy. So, anyways, um, that dragon is pissed off and Teal should run. Yeah. So, now it's Daniel's turn for quick thinking. Mm-hmm. Names are very important at this point. So, yeah. Guardian. Bala's like, yes, the dragon. He's like, no, 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 no. The, the, the guardian's not the dragon. The guardian is, like, the person who set all this up, which means yes. Morgan Le Fay. Mm-hmm. Then, without waiting or more explanation, yep. Vala just runs out into the clearing. So Daniel chases after her. Yep. So then SG-1 chases after them. Mm-hmm. And Vala goes out and loudly yells, Morgan Le Fay! Oh, no, no, no. It doesn't speak common. And the dragon's like... Don't give a shit. Yeah. Until Daniel comes out and yells, Ganos Lel. Yeah. <laughs> Her name in ancient. And Yay. then the dragon just collapses into itself into a point of light. <laughs> Which, that was a cool effect. Yeah. I appreciate that, that early AE effects. AE plugins, I Listen, think. this show has had some absolutely amazing space battles. Oh, no, I agree. This dragon... Is a little rough. 
it's neat though. They make it work. It's they make just, it work. And and but I mean by neat, like it's clean. Yes. It's not the highest end, but it's a clean graphic. Here's the thing that I appreciate. There's there most of their effects experience is mm-hmm. like ships and cool spacey things yep. and things like that. So like a dragon is a very different thing to animate. Fair. Fair. Um, very specific. You know, we all don't have um uh uh never mind. Yep. <laughs> I also love the snark that Ball lays down. Yeah. Where he's like I, you know, my strengths lie in st- strategy and command where yours are you know beating shit up yeah which is interesting because much like vala and her understanding of riddles it sounds like a lot of bullshit to me yeah because even that you're not doing well right now bro you're just used to bossing shit around that will listen to you taking credit for the work of other people is what i think they're used to um, so they head back to the big chamber Mm -hmm. where the dragon originally attacked them everyone heads over to the shiny red stone However, it's still a hologram. Yep. And then suddenly everyone is beamed away except for Adria. Ha You can't come. Into a new chamber. Yeah. Uh, which they figure she was left out because of, you know, Orion shit. Yeah. But because only someone whose alignment isn't lawful evil <laughs> can come. Because I think you could venture to say that Baal might be chaotic. lawful, chaotic, chaotic, lawful, chaotic. or even a true neutral. Mmm... I think he's more like neutral evil. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. There's something neutrally in his approach. Yeah. Uh, so the question is, is what was Morgan protecting? Right. And Sam is pretty sure she knows. Yeah. Because as Daniel reads, here lies Meriden, Archmage of the Round, frozen in stasis, just like we've seen Jack and Weir and others. Yep. Pretty much been here for over a millennia. Here lies our old friend. Um, Super off-topic random thing, but I just remembered it. Yeah. Well, I didn't just remember it. I remembered it while I was watching this episode. Um, I I found another reason where the Arthurian legends came from. Uh, (laughs) Like, my love for the Arthurian legends. When I was little. Yes. There was a giant big box grocery store Uh that we would go to. It was called Money Mart. Uh-huh. It's a very specific place. Montemart. <laughs> it was Spanish and English. Nice. Only one. So, um, they, a very cool grocery store. During Halloween, they would set up a, uh, a haunted house where you would go through the back warehouse and oh, to the nice. top level and the manager's level. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But on the side of it, there was an ice cream shop. Okay. And it was like the tiny little hole. Like, if you didn't know to look for it, you wouldn't see it because it was a weird giant big box warehouse. Yeah. With a tiny little ice cream shop, no bigger than, like, my bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the entire space was a mural. And the mural, was I believe... Arthurian it was it was It was, like, Merlin's magic. Nice. Um, and I just remember a lot of, like, stars mm-hmm. and, like, little balls of magical things. And I have no idea what it, what it looks like, but I... But there's a connection to ice cream for Merlin, and I mean... Can't beat that. But no, you can't. Okay, that's all. Super weird. It, look into Grace's life. <laughs> all these like recovered memories of my childhood. I don't know where they're all coming from. Meanwhile, Vala <laughs> yeah, on the other right. side of the room. No, it's fine. Vala on the other side of the room has found a repository of knowledge. Yeah. 
And while she doesn't know what it is, and Daniel yells at her to stay the fuck away, yep. it definitely pops out at her and scares her as she walks up to it. She rolls a nice high deck save. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, it almost bonked her on the head. Merlin dithaws. Yeah. At the same time. And they help get him onto a table as he sort of wakes up and then passes back out again. Yeah. So Sam and Cam go to see if they can find a way out while Merlin wakes up. Yep. But Ball will just wait here. Mm-hmm. That is until Teal'c just... Whose main role in this two-parter is to keep Ball in check. Oh, yeah. Just grabs him from the front of his clothes and drags him He's along. Like, no, no, you're coming. I love that moment, too, because that's when you finally realize how small in physicality Ball is. Oh, yeah. And how much of he was relying on his presence to uh-huh. make himself appear large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, until now, he always seemed like this imposing figure. Larger than life, yeah. yeah. But, like, stand anybody next to Teal. Oh, I know. <laughs> They're lame. When when Cam and Daniel look tiny, yeah. standing next to Teal. Yeah, exactly. So eventually, while searching the caves, Cam finds daylight. And oh, right. outside, they haven't just been transported to another chamber. They were flat out beamed to another planet because yes. this place is a desert. Uh-huh. And We're back in Abydos. Cam thinks that, look, great we're away from Adria. Yeah. Sam's like, yeah. Uh, however, she's a real fucking smart cookie. And if anyone has knowledge to track where we are, yeah. it's her. Yeah. Her favorite terrain is Stargates. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Merlin is still waking up. Um, and Daniel realizes, look, this is actually fairly close to the mythology. Yeah. You know, in that, Morgan trapped Merlin in a cave and left him there frozen for all eternity. It's kind of what she did. Yeah, except she wasn't the bad guy when she did it. It was actually doing it to protect Merlin. Imagine, like, how pissed you'd be if you were Morgan Le Fay. And you learn this all later on. You like, seriously need to read Miss of Avalon. Okay, I will. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, because Morgan Le Fay is like one of the main characters. It's a crappin' in. Okay. Yeah. So Daniel is fairly sure that Morgan did in fact destroy the Sangral. Yeah. But she also, in doing that, did the next best thing as to saving the Sangral. She preserved the one person who could build it again in the future. Smart. So everyone but Teal comes back in, going, we're stuck. Good news is we have a gate. Teal is up protecting it. Mm-hmm. Bad news is we can't dial out. So that sucks. Yeah. Um, but maybe this is where Balkanars keep, because reprobing, reprogramming dialing devices is a speciality. Yeah, go be useful, Mr. Hackerman. And that's when Merlin wakes up. Yay. And thinks that Sam is Guinevere. Of course. And thinks that Cam is Percival. And thinks that Daniel is Galahad. Yeah. Aww. And Ball just snarks, of course. Well, that makes him Mordred. Yeah. (laughs) And Ball continues to snark, and Merlin just raises his hand and tells him to be silent, and then Ball can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And that's when Daniel starts a very long story of catching Merlin up. And he does seem to recognize the name Morgan Le Fay mm-hmm. and Ganos Lau. He definitely needs a refresher, so sit down, buckle up, get a drink. This is going to take a while. Yep. <laughs> while all this Why don't is... we have some ice cream while we do it? Because now that's top 100%, of my mind. 100%. Mm-hmm. 
while all this is happening, Adria is still on the original planet. Mm -hmm. She heads back to the main village, talk to the prior. The prior definitely saw the gate, like, open and then close again. Yep. So, Adria's gonna have to go examine the dialing device and figure the shit on her own. Yep. They're like, well, what do we do for this village? She's like, well, have they, you know, have, have they accepted the teaching of origin into their heart? No? Then burn it! Yeah, in case you were thinking that maybe Adria had a change of heart nope. after this entire thing. Yeah. This is just a nice little moment to remind y'all yeah. that she did it. Nope. So Dana comes close to the end of the story with Somebody Merlin. Drank my beer. <laughs> and how Morgan cryptically and annoyingly finally pointed them in the right direction. Mm. Which Merlin sort of understands is the annoying way of ascended beings. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel's like, yeah, no, I was ascended. <laughs> Which surprises Merlin a little bit. Yeah. Daniel admits he got some help from Oma de Sala. A name which Merlin actually recognizes. Yeah. And Merlin figures probably she hasn't learned her lesson yet. Whoa. And it turns out that Merlin, like Daniel, didn't quite see eye to eye with the others. Mm-hmm. The non-interference thing is a trend that both of them find to be bullshit. Yeah. It's too bad that we don't get more Merlin because they really do seem to have kindred spirits. 100%. So Merlin knows that the Ori are getting their power from the lower planes, which someday is going to be strong enough to wipe all the others out. Mm -hmm. Which is why this non-interference thing is fucking dumb. Right. And it, just, it, it really, what it comes down to is interference once it's too late to do anything with it. Yeah. And and Merlin, Daniel figures that, like, mm -hmm. Oma would, of course, agree with Merlin. Yeah. And, and Merlin says that Oma actually only concerns herself with the individual. Oh. But she may have the best of intentions, but the aura had the best of intentions, too, when they first began. Yeah. And he turns to Daniel and agrees that, that Oma must have seen something in him to believe him to be worthy. I, I do like, too, the face that Daniel makes. Yeah. When Merlin references how the Ori once had uh -huh. a good intention, he's like, like, the side eye is real. Uh-huh. There's some shade. Yeah. But it's like, well, maybe they did. You know, may, we don't know. Merlin seems to know his shit. 100%. But, yeah. So the others come in knowing, you know, there's nothing else here on this planet. Mm -hmm. And ask how it's going. And Merlin's deep in thought. So Daniel's not sure. And after a moment, Merlin says, before he agrees to join them, mm -hmm. before he agrees to help them out, mm -hmm. he needs to know that they are willing to do whatever must be done to see this through. Yeah. Bala's like, I mean, look at all the shit that we've done to get here so far. Yeah, bro, we see that you are a very powerful NPC. We were going to keep you, and we are going to fight. Yeah. Um, and Merlin points out that all they've done so far is nothing compared to what's to come. Yikes. Cam's like, yeah, we're on board. Mm-hmm. And Merlin says there is much work to be done. And he heads over to the repository of knowledge device. Instead of getting his head sucked in, it's like he's interfacing with the machine. Yeah. And on the table in front of them, lights up with holograms like we saw in the early Torment of Tantalus episode. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Who knows how many hours later. Mm -hmm. uh, Merlin is still at it. Uh, Vala's just wandering around, bored, checking her watch. 
I'm yeah. sure she's taken a couple items from the treasury already. She's already looted. Oh, 100% she's, she's looted. She's looked for food. <laughs> she's done her share of just touching buttons. Oh, 100%. Now, yeah, now it's like, now what? Looking at the hologram, Daniel figures he's piecing something together from base molecules, but he can't really figure out yeah. what. Um, I will say that effect is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like later on with Cam when they shoot, like, Cam and Vala through it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is when Merlin sort of exhaustedly falls back from the device. Needs a little, needs a little recoup time, a little short yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a little, there's a little, there's glowing light that fills the room. Not sure quite what it is until Teal'c radios them that they should come here outside to gate now. Come check this out. Because they are no longer in a desert. Yeah. They are in a place that's snowing at night. This is um, perfect. It's like uh, we just watched uh, a couple of minutes of Age of Ultron and then watched some Endgame. So this is like when <laughs> um, when Iron Man goes tries to get Ultron to bait like as bait. Yeah. And he goes to the nuclear codes that are changing every couple oh, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's that kind of. Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. So the obelisk is, the, the same obelisk with that blue stone mm-hmm. is here as well. And it's like at some point it lit up and then everything changed. Yeah. So they were definitely transported to yet another planet. Mm-hmm. Sam figures that if you want to keep something hidden, what's the best way to keep it hidden? Keep, but keep moving, it moving. Keep it moving. So they're moving from planet to planet, um, probably on a little circuit outside of the regular gate address network. Smart. Um, and that would also be very much why they cannot dial out. Mm-hmm. Sam is hoping to find a way to turn off the automatic dialing program. At least she hopes she can. <laughs> Inside, we get story time with Merlin. Yeah. You know, by the fire. Little yes. Hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. He's lived many lifetimes. He I love was... this. I love that we address the time traveler. Uh-huh. In this... Okay, anyway. Okay. He was on Atlantis. He was on Earth before, you know, civilization existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ascended... He came back, and he was going to live out the rest of his life in Arthurian legends. Yep. And through all of the time he's had, there has been one constant. There is never enough time. There's always so much farting. Always so much Sorry, farting. just around dogs. That's where my brain goes. And Val and Daniel sort of try to comfort him. Like, look, you have all the time. It is limited, but you have plenty of time right now. We're relatively safe. Yep. You can finish your work. But Merlin knows what's at stake and he figures there's one last task before he gets to you know eternally rest yep he goes to the repository and prepares himself readies himself and he turns back to daniel and tells him good luck yikes he puts his head into the repository the green light turns white gets real fucking bright and he throws Merlin back to the ground where he takes his final breath and dies. The end. Oof. I mean, so this is an interesting idea, right? Mm-hmm. He talks about living multiple lifetimes. Yeah. I wonder if this is how. It, you know. Like, I wonder if it's been different bodies. Well, it, it could have been. We do know the pictures we saw in Atlantis and the in the version of, like, Mirden Moros right, it is. was the same actor. Yeah. But that's not to say we know the Asgard continue their thesis of the ancients cloning. Um, I love this idea, much like a, a current 
D&D campaign that we're both watching uh-huh. where you transfer your consciousness yeah, yeah, yeah. to another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, just a thought, just a nice little clever way of of saying I'm a time traveler. I love this idea of this type of lore because you could say, you know, what if I took a, a, all of the memories that I could from someone in my family? Yeah. And then said, I am now the carrier of these memories mm-hmm. and like I drop my identity for this person. Yeah. It's just this idea of of taking what we believe to be time travel, which is this like mm-hmm. shifting in spaces, and maybe applying it to this idea of like carrying memories. It's more of your consciousness. Yeah. Well anyway, we know when he descended we're all time when we know when he descended he essentially like made a new body. Like right. he got his body back when he yeah. descended. So I can imagine whatever age had happened before he ascended maybe was reverted yeah you know we saw um orlin came back as a kid that's right now he was acceleratingly aging there was a different situation but you know i just like this idea of similar to the concept of anything any tech we don't understand is magic yeah you know what if there's this really practical nature to time travel yeah 100 percent. anyway that's all so at some point later they're trying to figure this all out i mean Vala points out, like, it seemed like he knew what was about to happen. Right. You know, this before he was going to die. die. Yeah. But this now leaves them with no Sangral, mm-hmm. no Merlin, no way off this planet. They're kind of fucked. Yeah. Vala again says he can fix a dialing device. Fun fact, when Merlin died, he got his voice back. And Teal'c, I love, points out that it's another reason to mourn his passing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He has few lines in this episode, but they're good. Yeah, they're all zingers. And Sam really, 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 really hates to admit this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ball is real good with dialing programs. Man, she is such a better person than I am. <laughs> I, we'll see it again later, but man, she's such yeah. a better person than I am. So... Next up, they're going to try to fix the DHD, and mm-hmm. Ball is complaining that they're, you know, not doing this on the nice, warm desert planet. It probably would have gone faster. The most annoying human. Non-human. I know. The most annoying gold. Inside, Daniel is trying to figure out this puzzle. Merlin said he had one more thing to do before he could rest, and it wasn't to build another weapon. Yep. He knew he didn't have enough time, and he ponders the repository... We all know what's happening. We right? all know okay, what's okay. about to happen. Okay. Uh, and and you know what if it's a ri- more than they originally thought? It doesn't just download the information it into your head and overload you. It's like a virtual interface. So what if you can control what you can put in there and what it's stored? So Daniel looks back almost to fake Vala out, and then immediately steps forward and puts his head yep. into the repository. Yep. Before Vala can do anything. Yep. Good job. I We saw it coming. Yep. Still sucks because yep. you're like, oh, fuck. And Vala, then we hear radio out to everyone else going, uh, help. Uh, yeah. Something is a thing. Um, it's again. Yeah. Help. To, it's again. To reference another <laughs> CR line. It's again. Uh, so Sam, of course, wants to go check on Daniel. But Cam's like, no, 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 no. I fucking leave him bull here with the DHD. Yep. Cam gets inside and finds Vala just cradling an unconscious Daniel on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I love how Cam yells Jackson in the way that completely encapsulates 
what the fuck did you do now? Yeah. Yeah. You dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> the way he yells Jackson says all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we sleep barkers. So we find Adria's actually found her way to that desert planet. Yep. She's one planet behind them on the planet jump game. No one's here now. Mm-hmm. Um, Adria knows they were here. Yep. So she, I love how she's like, you go pray, I'll figure this shit yeah, out. I'll just call get you the fuck done. out of my face right yeah. now is really what she's doing. Back on the snow planet, though, um, Ball can't be expected to work in these conditions. Wah, wah, it's so hard being Ball. He wants to just wait and hope the next planet's warmer. Yeah, okay. You know, because you know, time is definitely something we have to waste. Exactly, and uh, they're like, "Don't worry, we're about to basically travel anyway." Yeah. As as they see the DHD start to light up inside, Daniel is conscious, um, but it's conscious in the way that my head hurts so much I'm not registering anything that exists outside of me. State. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a fun feeling. Oh yeah, and and we see the the transport light light up everything yeah. again. Yay. Also, we notice that Merlin's body has not come with us. Nope. It does not take the dead guy. Um, I will say the shift planet is, is very much like the Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Yeah. First planet is too hot. Uh-huh. Second planet is too, too cold. cold. Third planet is just, just creepy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is my favorite of the three. Oh, well, I, of course. Well, yes. Well, I mean, clear. I do want the snow, but I would probably long term prefer the second one. Oh, absolutely. I think we got a nobody wants to be here planet. Yeah. A Dixie planet uh-huh. and a race planet. I mean, I wouldn't mind the third planet. Here's yeah. the thing. If there's something more than just darkness and snow, I yeah. will take the second planet. Fair. Otherwise, I'll take the third. Okay. For it. Because there's more likely to be things that will keep you alive in the third. That's true. Snacks. Like but we geckos. see Sam radios that we see this beautiful misty rainforest planet leaves mm-hmm. on the ground. It's warmer. Uh, Probably goes. This planet is definitely haunted. Oh, 100% haunted. Yeah. Meanwhile, Danley finally comes around of sorts and realizes that uh, Merlin was right. Cam does look like Percival. Aww. And understandably, Daniel's a little foggy. Yes, he has well. two sets of memories in his head. It's a lot of things for one. One way. of those sets is a lot of lifetimes long. Yeah. I mean, well, it really, it's probably like 80% Merlin. Yeah. 20% Daniel. It's like this house did not have capacity for this much. Nope. Uh, you know, and now you're shoving capacity of not only two brains, but like a brain that lived in a mansion. Yeah. Into this little shack. He has some of Merlin's memories from Earth and Atlantis and medieval societies Merlin set up throughout the galaxy. Yeah. And all the work he did in this, this lab. This is fine. This is totally fine. So, yeah. In fact, Daniel does have the knowledge to build the Sangral. <laughs> and as Daniel goes up to the repository in the same way Merlin did, he brings up the hologram and starts building. Yay. We can do this. Daniel is Merlin. Cam and Merlin Bala have a... <laughs> Danlin? Danlin? Danlin. He's Danlin now. Uh, Cam and Vala have the first of a couple really nice asides. And I do like this part of mm-hmm. the episode. And Cam is really worried, like, he knows the device like this almost killed Jack twice. Mm-hmm. And they needed the Asgard to help them there. We don't have the Asgard at this moment. 
Yeah. And Vala points out that Daniel's fairly sure this device is different. So, trust Daniel? I guess that's all we can do. Right now, at least. Yeah. Adra is now on the snow planet. Inside, they just found some old dead dude. Yep. And Adra is getting very annoyed mm -hmm. at this, but she is able to track the next planet faster and faster, so eventually she will catch up with them, yep. which can only be good. Yep. Yeah, when the bad guy's going to catch you, that's always a good thing. 100%. Mm -hmm. So we actually... I actually really... You want the bad guy to catch you, because then you know where they are, right? That's always 100%. Great. So I'm going to I'm gonna count the next two outdoor DHD scenes as one scene, because I love them so okay, much. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to split them up because I'm going chronologically, but I love yes. the book ends of this. Oh, yeah. Um, so they're outside trying to figure out this dialing issue. Mm -hmm. Mind you, Teal'c is just prowling behind Ball oh, this yeah. entire scene. Like, I wish you would do something. Sam figures that maybe they're looking in the wrong place. Like, what if this dialing program they're looking for is in the obelisk and not in the DHD? Ball dismiss dismisses it out mm -hmm. of hand. Seems like, you know, I love Sam. <laughs> You're the asshole who spent three days in a force field without being able to figure out how to yeah, get himself fuck out. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, I love Ball. Is the I love this example of the person who doesn't have any good ideas. They just no. want to shoot down all the other ideas. Hundred percent. The worst kind of people. Ball dismisses the obelisk as being the key because to him that's dumb. Mm -hmm. And that's technology that transports things short distance. Yeah. Seems like I, I get that, dude. Like, these are the people who don't understand what a brainstorm session is. 100%. Yeah. Well, it's because they are surround themselves with yes men, so they don't brainstorm. That's fair. But So Sam knows it's normally used to transport sh things short distance, so it beams them through the gate, but there could also be a command code that overrides the dialing system in the DHD. Mm -hmm. um, Ball's like, what's that cute, quaint human phrase, why hide a needle in a small haystack when you can use an enormous one? <laughs> and what? figures out something wouldn't be good security protocol if it can be discovered by the first Tari female hey, that comes along. Hey. In case you forgot, the ball was a sexist piece of shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Sam anyway. just turns and goes, Are you dismissing my idea because I'm a human? Or because I'm a woman? Yeah. Pick one. Ball's like, little column A. Yeah. Little column B. No right answer, but please, elaborate. Sam's like, I'm, I'm just gonna check this out on my own. Yeah. As she bites her tongue Real Again, the coolest person in the world. <laughs> I would have lost it there. I would have gone right into angry Christ. <laughs> Inside with the hologram, the first bits of these two circles come down to the table and turn from hologram into real thing. And Daniel takes a break from the device that's clearly exhausted him a little bit. Um, it's stage one, the mm -hmm. first steps towards the weapon. The final stage is that little red gem. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got to build the rest of it first. And you see Daniel is a little more exhausted. He's a little, like, let on. The concentration you need for this machine is intense. He he doesn't quite have the constitution no. for this. And we've run into this before for Daniel, where he tries, but mm -hmm. goddammit, he's not built for this type of suffering. He, yeah, he tries a little too hard. Yeah. 
So Vala goes to get him some water, and as she reaches for it, it just floats on up and over to Daniel's yep. hands. Yeah, that's cool. And everyone just kind of sits there for a half a beat. Uh-huh. Okay, that happens. Yep. Hey, look, I have magic powers now. Cam and Vala are clearly worried about Daniel because you don't get fancy mind powers unless there's been major redecorating going on inside your skull. Yeah. Which I love that line. Yeah. So much. I'm going to start using that when I'm studying <laughs> or when I'm thinking or learning something. I'm redecorating the inside of my skull. Yeah. Daniel assures them that creating this weapon requires all the fucking brain function. Merlin knew that. Mm -hmm. He trusted Daniel. He's like, I'm fine. Which, yeah, we're totally buying that, Daniel. Yeah, you're absolutely fine is a great code word for I'm not fine. We're totally buying that, 100%. Everything's not okay. And in the perfect bookend to the previous scene, yeah. Sam is having difficulties with the obelisk, can't quite make heads or tails of it, and goes to Ball and admits she needs help. She probably took five minutes to steal herself to I, come I, over. Again, the what a fucking champ. Uh-huh, and like, look, you have more expertise in this particular field. Mm -hmm. I need your help. And he just kind of laughs it off, you know. Gross. He goes, it's not surprising... Because, you know, you're smart for Earth. For a woman. But not for really for Earth galactic woman. standards. Don't you mm. agree? Mm. And Sam goes to walk away and then just in turns and fucking decks him in the face. The best. The best punch. He goes down to the ground. The yeah. bleeding nose. In case you forgot, I'm a badass. And she's like, well, if you're not going to help, then there's really not much point in keeping you alive. Don't you agree? Yeah. I love this, how she's created this boundary of, like, don't fucking push me, dude. No. Because you're not going to win. No. Yeah. And Ball sort of chuckles nervously, looking up at Teal, who's now just grinning down at him. He's like, please, please, can please I please, please? Please give me please? a chance. Please. <laughs> I have been waiting. Yeah. I've been wanting to kill this man forever. And finally, listen, Ball's not stupid mm -hmm. for all of his faults. He's not stupid. Yeah. Well, again, self-preservation. A hundred percent. Yeah. He's like, sure, I'll, I'll help you with, and Sam with this clearly, like, just satisfactory grin. Yeah. It's like, great, glad to hear. Yeah. Don't fuck with her. Inside. Mm hmm as Daniel finishes the second stage, he comes out of the interface even more shaky than he was last time. Mm -hmm. He goes and he has to rest. He staggers over in a very un-Daniel-like way to the chair and sits down with, like, weight. You know? Yeah. Vala kneels in front of him, and Daniel looks at her with kind of only half recognition. Yeah, this is the part that's sucky. This is the part that Vala... Vala's heart is breaking. Yeah. She's watching her friend die as far as she knows. He's and going away. Both Cam and Vala are having a very hard time with this and are responding in very different ways. Yep. And Cam sort of yells Jackson in a way, trying to bring him out of it, but it doesn't work. So actually reaches mm. down, touches his shoulder, and calls him Daniel, which is not... Yeah, not what Cam does. Not what Cam does. Uh, rarely calls him by his first name. Mm -hmm. And that finally sort of snaps Daniel out of it and wonders what's going on. And Vala is 
super concerned. You know, she's yeah. like, we're losing a little more of you every time you take a break. Yeah. And don't say you're fine because I'm not fucking dumb. Yeah. Because we're not buying it. And Daniel's like, look, I'm, I'm just a little confused. There's a lot of thoughts going on in my head. And, like, I just need to focus on concentrating. Mm. But I was like, no, you have to focus on fighting it. Yeah. He's like, no, that's the thing. I can't fight it. I have to let it happen. Fuck. It's the only way I'm going to be able to build the weapon is I just have to let it wash. I have to let the knowledge wash over me. It's interesting. Um, there are some people in my life who know how to make magic with with their ability, with writing, with with whatever their artistry is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and, and, and husband Jesse are one of them. And I know what he means. Yeah. Like, I can't be me while I do this. No. I have to let the art take over. Yeah. And for him, the art is this thing. So there's such a beautiful... I wonder if, if the people who wrote this... Mm-hmm. Had that in mind. Yeah, because they're, I mean, they're writers as well. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, I have to let these things speak to me. I'm not actually in charge right now. Well, and it's why, me specifically, like, when I'm, when I'm making, yeah. in whatever form it is, I need to, like, I actually have to be watching something or listening to something. Yeah, so because, that you don't get pulled out of your space. Because it, like... It distracts the overthinking part of my head. Yeah. So, like, that part of my head is still focusing on something so that the other half... Yep. That's, like, the quieter half of my brain... Yeah. ...can, like, sneak over here in the corner and do shit. It's... I think of it... I call it the somewhere in time phenomenon. Uh-huh. Where it's, like, you have to think yourself there. I, um... I don't know if I've ever told I you how much I love that film. Yes, I feel like we've talked about this before. Because um, that film is filmed on Mackinac Island. We talked about how we have to take a trip to Mackinac Island. Um, Because you would love Mackinac Island so much. Yes. It is a magical place, very magical place. Yeah. Where there are no motorized vehicles and everything. I want to go to there. And they make real fucking good fudge. Yes, I like fudge. Which, by the way, even down here, and I feel like it's because there's a bunch of Michiganders down here. Yeah. Certain time of the year... You can Ooh. get Mackinac Island fudge ice cream Ooh. at the grocery store. I'm for it. Just letting you know. Okay. It's Kay. happening. Okay. So, um, there's this look here from Vala to Cam, like this pleading to Cam silently. Yeah. And Cam's like, I ain't nothing I can fucking this do. This is it. So Daniel struggles to get back up and get back to work, and Cam just walks forward and, like, just reassuredly pats him on the shoulder, just like this... We're here. We're here. Do what you gotta do. And again, Vala pulls him aside. Like, this is one of my favorite parts of the whole episode. Yeah. So Daniel, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, pulls him aside and is like, we, you have to tell, you have to tell Daniel to stop. Yeah. And Cam's like, no, we, who, th- this is, this is what the whole journey's been fucking to hear. This is why we're here. Why we would I tell him to stop? We can't have him stop. And, and Vala figures somehow, like... Previously, they had the weapon, and they were prevented from using it. So who's to say that yeah. we're going to be able to use this weapon this time? She's trying to back out. And, and Cam's just like, just shut up. Just for once, shut up. Yeah. And, like, you have to fucking let this happen. 
Yeah. This is a risk we have to take right now. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that Cam doesn't want this any fucking more than Vala wants right. this to happen. So listening to her is just more torture for him. Yeah, and so Cam tries to just get out of the situation, and Vala runs up to him and and goes on about, like, how this is the noble sacrifice. And he's like, don't fucking try to talk no, to me no, about no. this. You knew exactly what you were doing when you put your cargo ship in the missing spot of the super gate. Yep. You know perfectly well there was a chance you were coming back from that. Yep. Very good odds you were sacrificing yourself. And she turns away and is like, well, that was different. Cam's like, no, it fucking wasn't. Yeah. Do you know why it was different? It's because it was you sacrificing yourself. Yep. This is a great lesson for those who... Yeah. Attachments. Yeah. These attachments. And and Cam, like, grabs her arm and she fights this, but she, he, like, forces her to look at him. Yeah. He's like, do you know the hardest part of being on this team? It's not risking your own life. Mm-hmm. It's watching your friends take chances and risk theirs. Yep. And congratulations, you're part of the team now. Yeah, you are now attached to people. Yeah. That's the hard part with people. It's one of the things that I think of for people who are parents. Like, yeah, that's part of that game, too. Like, mm-hmm. okay, here you go. I just made you and protected you. And, and now like, you're in the world. Go forth <laughs> and survive. Yeah, the tears that Vala has just gut you. Yeah. Um, because, you know, considering, considering, you know, the hard life that Vala has had up to now, I 100% believe that these are by far the closest attachments she's had to people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and even if she'd wanted to before, like, I don't think opportunity ever made its way there for her. No, and she was also someone who, you know, if she felt herself getting too close to someone, she's like, well, I'm gonna fuck off. Uh, It's time to go. Yeah, this, that, that scene between the two of them is, mwah. Yeah, it's pretty great. Just so good. It's a reminder, I was having a conversation with Jesse. And he's like, well, what's your favorite of the shows? You mm-hmm. know, SG-1 or Atlantis. I was like, I, I can't. They're so different. I can't make that call. And I was like, and the SG teams, there's been such varieties of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I will say I do love the dynamic that Vala, that Ben Browder and, and Claudia Black bring to yeah. this current team. And it's like one of the first episodes where you get to see them too. Just them. Yeah. I, I mean, I, to me, would give the two of them the Terra Award for oh, the, yeah. for this scene. Yeah. Because it's so beautifully done between them. Yeah. Um, and it's tasteful and it's not schlocky. Exactly. There's no, like, after school special music Mm-mm. playing or anything like no, that. No. It's just, like, it's just hard truth, dude. Hard truth, kid. This is like it. Yeah. It fucking sucks. This is what you signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier when you're just risking your own life. It really is. It yeah. really is. When you're the one putting yourself there, mm-hmm. it's so easy. Uh, it's it's not the same, but it's like what I think of. It's the perfect moment to just kick sand in my face. It's off. a really lighthearted moment there, yeah. Drakey. Uh-huh. Let's, let's, let's ease up. It's too heavy, Mommy. Um, <laughs> people used to tell me, like, I must have been hard growing up sick when I was little. I was like, no. I like how she's completely unaffected by the cold. Oh, of she's course. Still in the revealing ass dress and like no cares. No, no cares in the world. Yeah. Her so, anger fuels her heat. <laughs> so meanwhile, Daniel like comes to 
shuts down the machine and tells them that they have to get to the gate because they got a GTFO. Yep. Like, they are coming. Yep. Outside, they see the gate dial in. They know this can't be good. Um, and... And they get ready for whatever is about to come through the gate, yep. which includes ball hiding behind the DHD. Yeah, like a little fucking well, wood. I will say this. He has no weapons. No, that's true. He has no weapons. Yeah. There. <laughs> because, like, that team is not going to give him a Zet gun even. I wouldn't. No! I wouldn't give him shit. <laughs> no! Sucks to so suck. Have, Throw yourself at them. I have no issues with them hiding by the machine. <laughs> the, my favorite part will come up, but... Yeah. So, um... So... They just basically take down every Ori guard as they're coming through the gate. I mean, that's the plan. That's uh, about 300 of their asses. Just Sam and Teal just, like, mow them down. Yeah. Um, but they can't get all of them. Some right. of them do get some coverage by the trees. And so <laughs> Paul goes to get help yes. inside the cave. Yes. And is shot with a stunner from someone's <laughs> wrist. Dummy. Um... But right as Cam and Vala do come out of the cave firing. Mm, yeah. And the firefight continues as more Ori soldiers come through the gates. More are killed by our team. And eventually the blue crystal on the obelisk lights up. Oh boy. And you'd think that would mean we're going to another planet. Nope. But inside the cave. Yep. Um, it means our friend is here. We see a very, an even more weak Daniel, sort of resting, clearly weak, stands up when he sees Adria, mm -hmm. telling him that it's too late. Or she, he tells Adria that it's too late. And she's like, well, you haven't finished the weapon yet, so I'm pretty sure I'm on time. Yeah, I mean, optimistic as always. Oh, yeah. Daniel points out that things are different now. Yeah. And outside there is a thunderstorm that rolls in yeah. as Daniel casts Fuck, lightning bolts at yes. ninth level. Or call lightning call or whatever. Li call yeah. lightning is what I was looking for. Um, and all the Ori soldiers that are left are just struck by lightning yep. and fall dead as the yeah. Stargate shuts hey, off. Fuck you. Inside Daniel collapses to one knee uh -huh. from that exertion. Well, you can of... only do that once per, you know, long rest. Exactly. He's exhausted. Um, and there's a little threatening that goes on from Andrea. Yikes. Outside, they have no clue what just happened. Mm -hmm. They literally just saw all everyone else except for them get hit and killed Thanks. by lightning. Thor! <laughs> Gotta go! Yeah. Um, it also reminds me of... Uh, oh, you haven't gotten to it yet. There is there's a moment very similar to this in uh, Rebels. Star Wars Rebels. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... They do figure they should not just sit here, though. Right, And they right. should maybe dial the gate. Yeah, it's an idea. Since they figured out how to do that now. And yes. Vala's gonna go check on Daniel. However, when she turns, Daniel just comes flying out of the, the cave. Yep. Hitting the ground real hard. I'm here! Yeah, that part sucks. That um, must have been fun to, to do, though. Yeah. Like the flying. Just fly and land. Yeah. Um, followed by um, Adria, who just walks out instead of flying out. Uh-huh. Uh, Cam goes to take a few shots, but of course, Adriel has her personal field field, so force field, so why bother? Yeah. Of course, Vala then tries to tell her daughter to stop this right now, but that also is a why bother. Yeah, that, that ship sailed. Adria then brings up a fireball spell, if you will, mm -hmm. and tries sending it towards the team. Yeah. 
That's when Daniel stands up. Like fucking Harry Potter versus Voldemort at the end. Exactly what that is. The Deathly Hollows. They just match energy for energy. And Daniel yells at them to get through the Stargate. Sam's like, we're not fucking leaving you behind. He's Uh, like, I'm right behind you. Get your asses through the gate. Yep. Cam literally drags Vala through the gate. Fuck. With Teal'c and Sam following. Yeah, she's pissed. And eventually, both Adri and Daniel drop their spells. Mm -hmm. Daniel falls to the ground as the gate shuts off. He does not look good. He never had any intention of going with them. No. Fuck. So sometime later at Daniel's office, Mm -hmm. Vala's just single finger punching the keyboard. She's, yeah, she's just mad. She's She's just just taking it on the computer. Trying to figure things out. There has to be a way to get back to the planet. Sam rattles off the reasons how it's not just easy to get back to that planet. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of it's that convenient part where the DHD holds the last 50 addresses, but not in any particular order. Right. They have multiple to go through. And I love how Vala's like, Andrew did it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she did. If she can do it, we can do it. Um, A little bit of kid pride there. You know, a little bit proud of her kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny bit. Well, it's a little bit of pride and also like a fucking fuck you, Adria. Like, yeah, yeah, bitch. Yeah. yeah. And Teal points out that even at this point, given the amount of time, if they can even get back to that planet, like Daniel's not going to be there. Right. So she continues to sort of like punch the computer keyboard mm-hmm. in frustration. And Sam comes over in a little bit of like, we're all feeling this, but threatening the computer is not going to help. Yeah, this is not the... This is not the best yeah, way to go silently, through silently. All those silent things popping through. Yeah. And Vala just tries to storm off. Because she's like, you people don't want to feel what I'm feeling right now, so I need to go feel this on my own. Yeah, because my feelings are valid. Which I completely get. Yep. Um, but Cam does stop her from leaving for a second mm-hmm. and grabs her arm and points out that Merlin gave Daniel extremely valuable intel. And yep. Adria knows Daniel has that yep. intel. So, like, he's alive. Yeah. That is, like, the one few things that would be helpful for her to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, he's not dead. No. And he, she continues out of the room in silence without yeah. saying anything. Yeah. Um, and, yet, like I said before, these are definitely all new emotions that Vala's feeling. It doesn't make them any easier or yeah. less. If you feel them more, like, more easy to feel, there's, I feel like maybe... The rest of the team has better coping mechanisms. It's it's not that... Have better... Um, know how to f- direct that frustration slightly better. I think they've learned how to move through them. Mm-hmm. That's like, what I mean. Like, these feelings are here, but I've got shit to do. So they're not as... Um, loud, if you will. And that's what I mean. Like, they have better ways of of redirecting that. Because you know Sam is not getting sleep. No. Sam is spending 20 hours in her lab yeah. pouring through these things and figuring it out. It's They're just very loud for Vala. She hasn't heard these voices in particular yeah. before. It's her first time with them. Whereas the team has learned how to quiet them down. You know Cam and Teal'c are fucking sparring. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, I feel I, like yeah. the rest of the team just... It's not that it's any easier for them to feel. They have just more experience in knowing how to direct it in a yeah. slightly less 
self just no it's sam is still probably self you can't spend 20 hours in the lab and that's not self-destructive but you know it's, what i mean yeah it, again it's just about how often you've been here yeah yeah then on an ori ship traveling through hyperspace mm-hmm. in a dark room daniel is nursing the mother of all hangovers yeah as adria walks into the room fuck and she's like yeah your brain must hurt it wasn't meant to handle all that intel fuck you then it just laments that, you know, whatever he had is gone and it feels like half his brain cells went with him. And Andrew's like, yeah, I'm not a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite going to take your word that you don't have all of his memories anymore. Damn. Worth um, a shot. And it's time to rest up because we got lots of work to do. Yeah. Well, shit. <laughs> I mean, even if he didn't have them, even if he was genuinely saying he didn't, yeah. it's not like she'd let him off the hook. No. Oh, okay, then you die. Yeah. In, in fact, <laughs> Jamil would have no reason to say that because he's got to know that he'll die. Yeah. So it's possible that in that moment he really can't feel them. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Who knows? I'm gonna take a drink. This is a fun fun end. This is quite an episode. I love it. I love. It's got a lot of great great things. Mm-hmm. One, you know, more King Arthur things. Yes. And two. Oh, the feels. Oh my gosh, the feels. Such many feels. And I love a great Daniel episode. Yeah. Daniel just gaining more super... Leveling up over here. All the leveling up. He's like a level 20 Daniel now. Getting pretty close to it. Yeah. Maybe he's like a level 18. Can I say that's something that I would find interesting? It's one I haven't, like, heard of in a and d setting. But Mm -hmm. I would find it interesting of certain artifacts that would, like, temporarily level you up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Like, legitimately level you up, and then, like, you get dropped back down to your level with some serious exhaustion points. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, But I do, you know, I was thinking about this, again, when we were watching Endgame yesterday, how, because we're looking at... um, the endgame spoilers. Yep. <laughs> when Captain America has Thor's hammer. Oh yeah, I love and that. Now, and he's basically wielding a shield and a and a and a sword, if yeah. you will. Um, it's like this is a level twenty Cap. Oh yeah. When we first met Cap, he was always a superhero, mm-hmm. but he wasn't a level twenty Cap. Yeah. Anyway, like you're wielding a paladin only weapon, and you're yeah. attuned to it. Yeah. Um, so it's fun to think of. Who Daniel was, because mm-hmm. Daniel was always Daniel. The, the the raw material was always there. Yeah, but he's leveled up so far. Mm-hmm. Anyway, very cool stuff. I really like this. I have a feeling that now I've got to wait two weeks to see what happens. You do, next. you do, because we have a two part SGA. Oh boy! Next week we're looking at the return part one of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Number uh, number. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. It's getting warm out here. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to call it. We were just commenting on like how really, really nice it was. And then and Florida now it's was like, like, what was that? Yeah. Did you want more heat? Oh, you're comfortable? No, no, no. Let's turn Let it up. Let me turn up the oven a little uh, bit. And we're not complaining. We know that some people are in very cold weather where they would prefer not to be. Yes. Um, I mean, we are complaining, but, you know, everybody We're complaining has... because I'm now sweating. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. Um. And I showered, damn it. I don't... <laughs> anyway. Um, tell us what you think. You know where to find us. 
On Twitter, we're at Tara Podcast. Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Rate us, like, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Tell us what your level 20 character is. Yes. Okay, we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.